All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after four o'clock. How are you? Welcome back to the Gregor Show. Sports 1440 orders nation uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. And it is uh, game day. First of two. Friday and Saturday night, man, if you're young, you're into uh, having a good time, this is like an ideal weekend for Oiter fans. You're going to be downtown watching the game. Maybe it'll be uh, tomorrow night, Connor Halley and Carius and Brown and the, uh, the fellas going to be at uh, Century Casino watching the uh, the game, having uh, some fun, I would guess. So I would assume anyway, cons. Oh, yeah. We'll be having some fun. We'll uh, bring some hats down. I think Kev might buy a few rounds. Ooh. The question is, what do we do with the intermission, Gregor? Is it a, a little blackjack, some roulette, oh. some slots? Oh, I'm a big fan of the beat. I'm a big fan of the blackjack. So, I could, Although I did play once uh, crafts with uh, Stratty. I had quite fun. I'd never played it before. So. Is he good? Can you be good? Well, no, I, honestly, I don't know. You just throw them, you get a little bit lucky, right? So I, th- I felt it was fun, though. That's all I remember. Everybody at the table, you're all cheering for each other. That's kind of what makes it unique. So it was a good time. So check it out uh, tomorrow night. on uh, It's Fort Road, Century Casino. Let's get uh, to uh, Wanye's World now, brought to you by Action Electrical, where, hey, we keep reminding you, but you know what? It's getting down to the nitty-gritty time. If you like savings... There is a $5,600 grant that you can get if you're looking to put solar panels on your home. But once March hits, the grant goes away. So don't delay. Go to Action Electrical. 
net. Today, they can help you through it. Uh, Wanya uh, joins us on the road uh, this week, uh, going to Moose Jaw. It's, uh, are you going to watch a Warriors game? What's happening? Well, if you're really young and you really like to have fun like I do, you go to Moose Jaw, which is my third favorite place in the world. No fooling. The uh, the jaw is pretty nice. I, I took a few trips there uh, when uh, when Noah was playing there. Um, have you have you done the tour of the uh, the underground tunnels? Oh, big time! The, uh, absolutely, you go down into the laundry and then you go into the tunnels where Al Capone once stashed booze. It's amazing. <laughs> it is quite amazing. And uh, now, what about the uh, the famous spa? Have you been to the famous spa in Moose Jaw? I think if there's a punch card, Gregor, for have you done it in Moose Jaw, I've, I've hit for the cycle. I remember the old arena. I see the new arena. I've been to the to the tunnels. I've been to the spa. I've lost money at the casino. I got a birdie at the golf course once. Like, I love Moose Jaw. I've tried to do it all here. All right. Okay. I, uh, I like it. Um... Now, I came here for minor hockey and thinking, oh, the uh, Warriors are in town. How wonderful. They are, in fact, in Spokane. So I'm here to watch a seven-year-old play hockey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long trip for a seven-year-old. Oh, wow. Good uh, good, good for you. Um, uh, you're not that disappointed in the Orders lost that you had to go out of town. for like The Orders are having two home games in the same weekend, and, uh, and you're not there. That's, uh, that is an oddity. But uh, the Orders, well, and I know that you're, you know what, let's be realistic here. On November 10th, uh, there was lots of Oilers fans that were beside themselves. The Oilers had yeah. just lost to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, they were 2-9-1. Life was not good. Uh, not at all. They were 20 points behind Vegas. 20. A team that, you know, they'd finished the year before, I think, three or four points back. You know, it had a tight series. and a lot. Now they were 20 points back. Fast forward to today. And a victory tonight. And the Oilers tie Vegas in the standings but move ahead of them because they have three games in hand. I'm not worried about anything. I think that this is going fantastically this season. We're not going to obviously go 82-0 because that's preposterous. Was there some losses that stung a little bit? Yes. But overall, I don't think Oilers fans should be worried about much right now. We should be positive. Well, I think you can have some concerns about the penalty kill. I think it's fair to analyze fair. the fact that uh, they've allowed 11 goals in seven games. They're 50% on the penalty kill. And tonight's opponent, the Wild, are 30% on their power play. Like, when the power play is only 20% lower than the uh, penalty kill, that's, uh, that's not, that's, that's not fair. great math. But that, that's one area of their game that, uh, that needs to improve at all. I, I do want to get your thoughts on Warren Fogle. Um, do you think Warren Fogle, like, is he just a stopgap guy or is he someone that you would honestly consider somebody that could stay, you know, for the rest of the year in the top six? Warren Fogle, I've always felt like makes the most out of the opportunity he's, he's been given. And when he was on the bottom six and he was getting limited ice, I'd always seem to notice him during his, the time that he got. And the fact that he's worked his way up to the top line, I don't know if he's normally going to be there for the rest of the season, but I think he's definitely earned his shot and he doesn't look out of place. Yeah, um, you know what? I know that Fogel is a guy. I think Fogel can do it for short terms, as he's shown, but it's hard to be a top six guy consecutively. It's really yep. difficult to do. Uh, he might be able to do it to the end of the year. I don't know. But I think right now the orders are, are going to try different guys because if they feel there's an internal option there, then they, they can look elsewhere because they got two weeks to decide what they're going to add. And I fully believe they're going to add at least two players. 
possibly wow. three, but at least two. Now, one of them is a seventh defenseman, so don't everybody get all crazy. Like, one for sure is going to be a seventh defenseman. There is zero doubt in my mind that the Edmonton owners are not adding a depth defenseman between now and March 8th. That's the one thing I would say 100% that they will add. After that, it's maybe a fourth-line center, you know, maybe a, a winger, you know, at the bottom six winger. Maybe it's a, you know... Maybe it's even a third-line center, potentially, if they want to try Ryan McLeod on the wing. But uh, I will say, without question, lock it in 100%. They're adding a veteran depth defender. Do you think they will add a player whose name rhymes with Gordon Everly? Uh, I do not. Craig Button last week, and I'm grateful that I'm not on the entire show, because when he told me I wouldn't bring in Jordan Everly because I want to win a Stanley Cup, my hair grew an inch. I was so mad, Gregor. It just grew all directions in my head. I still think that that would be something the Oilers should look at. It's a Jordan Everly reunion. What a wonderful thing. Let's just keep it out there in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... uh... It is something that I know you look for. He scored two goals. Seattle's still in the hunt. Uh, I think they want to resign him. So uh, I don't, I don't believe that uh, Everly would come at Edmonton. Now I could be wrong, but uh, I, I, I guess that wouldn't be my choice, but you know, we'd see uh, uh, who they look for. You know, might come down to it. That might be their best option. All depends, right? Like I I know that Ken Holland has been uh, working the phones, but it's interesting to note that there hasn't been one trade in the NHL. Uh, uh, other than the, uh, you know, the, the Monaghan trade in February. That's the only trade we've seen now, uh, this month. And so it's two weeks today. And uh, I look for the orders to, uh, to make some moves, uh, and uh, with a host of other teams. And I know that you'll be cheering when the Calgary Flames, uh, make a lot of moves, but I, I do want to get your thoughts quickly on, um, on the, uh, the Oilers and the need, like, Connor Brown, where do you come out on Connor Brown? I don't know if you read Speck's article today uh, yeah. about Connor yeah. Brown. And, you know, Connor Brown says, you know, because Speck had asked him directly, like, hey, you know what? Like, they might trade you. And he goes, well, that would be a mistake. My best hockey is uh, is is yet to come uh, here in Edmonton. Which, now, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure that's saying a lot because he doesn't have a goal. But I understand, I, I, like, I respect his confidence. You got If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will believe in you. But do you think Connor Brown can be somewhat of a contributor offensively down the stretch, or is it just too far gone for him? It depends, right? Like, he's definitely well-rested. He hasn't worn himself out celebrating all the goals he's had this year, right? And he has scored in the past, right? The thing I like about Connor Brown, and, like, spending a lot of time on Oilers Twitter, they're a very, very harsh judge, Oilers Twitter. Connor Brown's earned the respect of Oilers fans for the most part. Yes, he doesn't have a goal, but he's making effort every night. And I, I can't recall having seen somebody this snake-bitten. We've seen a lot of snake-bitten Oilers over the years. But I don't know. I think you got to play it out, right? I think that unless, you know, these three trades that you think they're going to make, they can make an upgrade. It's not a hard thing to upgrade over a guy with no goals. But, you know, I, I'd like to see him play out. I have a feeling when he does score, Oilers fans are going to go bananas for him because they've been on the ride with him the whole season. Yeah, well, I will say this. I don't even, it's not only the crowd if he scores at home, watch their bench yeah. if he scores. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, the, and, and it was funny because I had a conversation with Knobloch about, you know, like Warren Fogel was telling the story how a few years ago he hadn't scored in 22 games that he got on the ice for an empty net goal and then boom, scored two goals the next game and, you know, and felt way better about himself. And this just happened again this year. He scored the empty net in Arizona, boom, scores two goals the next game. Ryan McLeod earlier this year, empty net goal in Winnipeg, scored 30 seconds into the next game, right? Like there, even when you've got a long slump 20 games, you get a goal. There doesn't have to be a goalie in net. And you know, I was asking Knobloch that, okay, let's say, you're in an empty net situation here this weekend. Are you putting Brown on? He goes, well, we did have him on. And he goes, 
had there been a pass got connected to Leon Drysaddle, all Leon had to do was then flip it over. Brown was wide open. He probably would have scored. But then the pass didn't make it to Drysaddle, so the play was dead. But the coach is well aware of it, and I will say, I think if the orders are in an empty net situation, Brown's one of your penalty killers. It's it's not outlandish. Like, if, if you can put a guy on the ice five on four, you can put a guy on the ice six on five. You know what I mean? And so I think if the orders are in an empty net situation on this weekend, I won't be shocked to see 28 on the ice. And if you got a guy who's got the respect of his teammates, right, and clearly the coaching staff's cheering for him, they're still putting him out there, play it out. What's the worst that could happen? Maybe he heats up. What if he was Pisani of the 2024 playoffs? And he's like, man, that whole regular season I wasn't scoring, I was resting, and I'm locked in. Ooh, we'll look smart if we keep him. Well, see, the thing is his cap hit now doesn't hurt. Like, it's 775 k So... Are you going to get a player that's going to be that much better for 775k? That's the question, right? We all know his his bonus can't be traded for anybody who's asks. If you trade Connor Brown because his bonus was achieved in Edmonton, it stays against Edmonton for next year, right? Or however much cap space they have at the end of this season, if there is some, then whatever's left. Let's say hypothetically they had 500 grand uh, left over, you could take 500 of that off of his bonus. So it would be 2.75. But also remember that Corey Perry has some bonuses as well. And uh, he's closing in on 10 games. So then he gets his bonus and he gets, a, you know, some other bonuses based on uh, playoffs. So, yeah, the the orders could have a max of 3.5 mil in dead cap space uh, next year between uh, the two of them. So it's a, it's far Ooh. from uh, from ideal by any uh, stretch of the imagination. Um, lastly, the uh, we mentioned earlier about Vegas and and uh, on the brink of catching Vegas and now Mark Stone their their emotional leader has uh, lacerated spleen and it, it is out a uh, significant period of time here. Um, Jack Eichel might come back on this uh, road trip. Do you think the Oilers ultimately will finish ahead of Vegas in the standings? Yes or no? I say yes. I would love to tell you when they were twenty points back, but I believe then it's probably a little lie I tell myself here in Moose Jaw. But now I definitely think they're going to finish ahead of the of the Golden Knights for sure. All right, we uh, we shall see. Well, I enjoy this, Gregor. One quick yeah. thing: what were you, what are your thoughts on the NFL raising their salary cap by like half of an NHL salary cap today? What were your thoughts on that? Well, that's a, hey man, uh, it's. It's all based on the money they make, as uh, Connor Halley said. He, well, he he was just saying it's all due to Taylor Swift. Obviously, a little tongue in cheek, but um, well said. It, it, it would be essentially like we're looking at the percentage. It would be like if the NHL increased their cap by eleven mil in one year, right? Because that's how high the NFL's cap is already, right? The yeah. percentage of it, and then they jump up by thirty. It'd be like the NHL jumping up by eleven in one year. Um, the NHL is going to jump up about by four and a half uh, this season. So it's. It's not surprising, like NFL's king in North America. It's not. Yep. It's not really a debate. Like it in is the world. king. Well, it's not the, the world. Revenue uh, in the world. Yeah, yes, largest revenue league in the world. Um, I don't. Is it more than the Premier League? I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I have to look that up. NFL's number one in the world. Oh, it might be, but uh, um, like I, like those those European leagues, man. Like it's crazy what they play. Like the. They're paying thirty mil for transfer fees for goodness sakes. So, oh yeah, no, it's yeah, crazy for yeah, sure. No, I, uh, it's good for the NFL though. Like uh, no question, it's um, the the fans never seem to tire of it, even though they only get seventeen games in a season, and mm-hmm. one game a week, and really only for five months of the year. Like think about it. That's what's like. I'm a firm believer that less can be more in the NFL. Like they're the league that makes the most money, that has the fewest games, and has the shortest season. 
They got it sorted out. Yeah, they do for sure. They got it sorted out. All right, man. Well, have yourself a great day. Can't can't help but have a good day. I'm in Moose Jaw. Yeah. Well, good luck, everybody. Enjoy Moose Jaw. Good luck, Oilers. There you go. That's uh, Juan Agretz. Join us on the road for a segment from uh, Moose Jaw. Great town if you've never been. I highly recommend The tunnels are like it's fantastic history of the underground tunnels for both uh, Capone and the Chinese underground tunnels because they had a lot of shady stuff going on in Moose Jaw. So I, I do highly recommend if you go there, you got to stop and go on the tour. You will not regret it. It's fantastic. The actors that they have that like they played up, man, it's great. I loved it. Quick break. We'll come back. Greg Button joins us next on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Pause of Friday continues on. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, game day presented by PlayAlberta.ca where, uh, hey, you can uh, make it a little bit more enjoyable. And how about this? Just think of a positive Friday that could get uh, significantly more positive. Lotto Max, 18 mil tonight. Somebody won it the last time. Hopefully it was you. Go to PlayAlberta.ca and get your tickets there. You can play a casino. You can play sports lottery. Do it all within your limits. As we uh, welcome to the program our uh, weekly uh, Friday guest, former NHL uh, scout and general manager, uh, ace analyst and scout for TSN, Craig Button joins us. Craig, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I am doing really well, Jason. How are you doing? I, I can't believe all this weather we're getting in through, right through Alberta. Hasn't snowed in three weeks. I know, it's brutal. But uh, they're claiming, hey, weather guys say we're going to get some uh, Sunday, Monday. So I hope uh, they are correct. Uh, we can definitely need it. Now, uh, I had lots of people when it came out text me, you got to ask Button. Um, uh, you, of course, you came out with your list of the top 50 uh, non-NHL <laughs> players. Uh, the owners didn't have any on the list. Uh, the only one I thought maybe who could make that list was Phil Broberg. There's no one else in the organization that couldn't. Um, did he meet your requirements or because he had played in the NHL last year, was he not qualified? How did it work? Or do you just not have him in your top 50? Well, it, it, it's NHL affiliated prospects. And if you are not eligible to be a rookie of the year, you're not eligible. Okay. So he's not eligible. Okay. There, that answers my yeah, question. So, okay. So technically so, let's so. say he, he was, would you have had him in your top 50 if he had qualified? No, no. Okay. What uh, so what what concerns you about Broberg? He hasn't shown me that he's anything more than a third pair defenseman. Third pair defensemen aren't getting on my top fifty affiliated prospects list. Right, but have any of them technically showed you that they're better than the like they're all prospects at that point? Are they not? Well, everybody. Well, not everybody. I mean, it's it's affiliate NHL affiliated prospects. They're all they're all prospects. Yeah. Okay. Jason, I don't I don't have I don't have anybody in my top fifty that that, that I don't see as a, as a top pair or first line forward, top pair D, top or, or a second pair defenseman or a, or a second line forward. Okay. Um, I don't see. I mean, is a projection part of the whole deal? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, I like I. I really think the problem with Broberg was for two years. I don't think he's played enough to know what he is, right? In the because people say, yeah, but he played fifty games in Edmonton. I'm like, he played eight minutes a night. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are as a player, especially for defenseman. Like, you're playing seven D and probably thirty five of those games. I think it was in my math correct. Like, it's hard to know what he was. I I think the orders kind of butchered his development a bit. I'd rather have just said, go find somebody else to play eight minutes a night and play, have him play a ton of minutes in the American League. But that's just me. 
Amen. Uh, I, Jason, you will not ever get an argument from me. You know, and, and, and you know, Ken Holland, uh, the manager, the president manager, or, you know, general manager of the team, and he's always said, you know, I, I want to get the players overripe. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, listen, I, I, it's easy for me to sit here and, and, and toss a, a, a brick towards Ken's way. I, I was exact. We were the exact same way in Dallas, and I came to Calgary, and I'll be straightforward with you. I didn't help Oleg Saprikin end up being the best player he, he could have been. He was a first-round draft pick like Broberg, similar spot. And no, 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 everything that I believed in, everything philosophically that we had known proved successful in Dallas, I pushed Oleg Saprikin in the league at 19. It, like, I didn't help Oleg reach his potential. So, you know, I'm not here uh, just saying, oh, what's happened. I, I, I've done it myself. Yeah, no, and it's fair, right? Like it, it's it's easy to say, okay, I've got this strategy, but as you sit in there, like it's hard to be a hundred percent committed to it all the time, right? Because sometimes you see someone like, well, geez, this guy might be the exception, right? There's always exceptions to certain rules. Well, and you come from a really successful organization as Kenny did from Detroit, and and it went, and and your team was humming along, and and there wasn't a lot of room, so it was easy. I shouldn't say easy. It was easier uh, to see. Oh, that player isn't ready. We're setting him down. It was the same with us in Dallas. And, but but you come to Edmonton, you come to Calgary, you're short on players, and now you start to see promise of a younger player, and and, and so uh, you, you now push it along. Yeah, you, you push it along not really fully believing in it, but you push it along nonetheless. And really, I I know that I loved Oleg. I thought he was a a terrific young person, and and I thought he had a lot of talent. And quite like I'll take the blame. I I deserve the blame. You know, I say NHL teams fail players more than players fail on their own. I failed Oleg Saprikin to a great extent. So that's on me. Yeah. Um, g- give me your thoughts, Craig, on the Rizitska, uh decision today by Arizona. They terminated his contract. Uh, I'm assuming it's due to the uh, video that surfaced. Um, you know, obviously there looked like there was a plate and, you know, he was high. There's some cocaine around it. Uh, what do you make of that decision? And um, is, is there a chance? Can the player apply? Like, let's say he does have a drug problem, uh, you know, alleged drug problem. Are you allowed to just terminate a contract for that, or do you not have to put him in in like the substance abuse program first? How does it work? Player has to the first one is uh, you got to go in there voluntarily. So he didn't. <laughs> he didn't go in there. You can't go in after you've been caught. And and now, so the, the Arizona Coyotes have every right under the standard players contract to terminate that contract. Every right they have, and there's good. They're, 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 and it, I, the NHLPA can appeal. They're not going to win because it's fully within the rights, just like they terminated Alex Galchenyuk's contract uh, for, for, for his actions in, in a very different way. You know, there's a lot of things in the, in the standard player's contract that dictates what a team can do and, and what a player has to adhere to or his contract can be terminated. So for, for Ruzichka, at, at, at the end of it all, you know what? He, he to me he doesn't have a leg to stand on, and you have these. T- you're trying to. We talk about culture of, of an organization. We're trying to talk about being good role models. Well, Ruzicka failed. See, ya. Yeah. if I'm the Arizona Coyotes, bye, 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 bye. Now, I, I, I think always what comes into play, and and is it easier to terminate the contracts of Adam Ruzicka or Alex Galchenyuk at that point of the curse? Yes, it is, and. Certainly, you know, you, it, it, it's not significant money when I talk about the NHL level, but 
certainly it would be always interesting to see what that an organization would do with a different level of player. Oh, hundred percent. Um, Craig Button uh, joins us. I look at, you know, it's kind of just another you know, black mark. Unfortunately for a young guy, clearly got some problems when you're posting that video of yourself yeah. doing that uh, on social media. There's, you know, obviously uh, things aren't right uh, in that situation for him. And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, look at us. We're doing the right decision. But I agree with you, Craig. Uh, sometimes try to make examples of a guy who you're like, wow, this isn't really going to hurt our organization if he's not here. So um, now let's get to some of the uh, the teams on the ice. Uh, the Edmonton Orders have it. They were 20 points back of Vegas, Craig, on November 10th. A win tonight, and they're tied, and they still have three games in hand. Uh, the Orders had the best record in the NHL since November 11th. Uh, meanwhile, Vegas has the 24th most points in that same span. They've had some injuries, no question, right? The- Shea Theodore was out, and, you know, um, and now Stone is out, Eichel's out, Carrier is out, go down the list. But um, that's a pretty significant kind of turn of events. And, you know, home ice advantage, when I consider that Edmonton has the best home record in that span, Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Colorado are second, third, and fourth. Like, home ice advantage in the West this year might be more important than ever. I couldn't agree with you more, Jason. And you, when you think about what the Oilers have done, hey, listen, there was no reason to believe in the Edmonton Oilers being able to climb this high in, in the standings in November. But through their play, through that, through the long winning streaks, uh, and, and then the, the, that stretch where they lost three games in what twenty eight games or twenty seven games or thereabouts, you, you look at what they did, and I, I had no doubt that they were a wild card team once they started to roll. And then I said they can catch Vegas. Vancouver's lost four games in a row, and they have games in hand on Vancouver. And, and I, I had kind of ruled out in my own mind that Edmonton could catch Vancouver. Why stop at Vegas? I, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna be by Vegas here, per, like permanently. And, and Vegas isn't gonna catch them. But you, get your sights set now on Vancouver because to avoid Vegas in the first round isn't that even better? Yep. Oh, so Edmonton Oilers don't stop because. Uh, when, when, when you, when you get on this kind of a run and the orders have been fantastic and I know the last few games are post all-star, there's, you know, some games that haven't been as good for the orders as, as they were prior to that, but don't, don't stop here. If you, if you got a, and they do, they can realistically look at first place in the Pacific. Whereas two weeks ago, I said, nah, not happening, but you lose four games in a row like Vancouver does and the possibility and the probability increases. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, you look at it um, like Vancouver. Every team's going to go through a little bit of a funk, Craig. And, you know, I, I think overreaction sometimes is key now for team. People want to over. Oh, my God, they're brutal. They're brutal. Like, you know, the hyperbole analysis, I have a little bit of you know frustration with it. But when you see Vancouver, is there is there anything that that's not hyperbole but of a concern for you or is there just you know a little bit of a stretch like like they're not going to give up seven goals in the third period ever again I wouldn't think right like that's kind of anomalies but what what do you see in Vancouver that maybe wasn't there for the first 50 games yeah well number one I let me go through their last four games last Saturday at, at home against Winnipeg to me it became really simple Winnipeg's best and most important players outplayed Vancouver's best and most important player. When, when you have that happen, you're not going to win games. The, you mentioned the game in Minnesota. I mean, three five-on-three goals. The penalty killing was awful. They got themselves in all kinds of trouble. And, 
you know, it was 5-2 for the Canucks, and there was no sign of trouble watching that game. And then all of a sudden, they, they started to go downhill. It, it, it's like when, when you hit a patch of ice and you're trying to hit your brakes, and no matter how hard you press the brakes, no matter how hard you try to steer around it, you're not stopping. And, 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 they, and they came uh, to the bottom of the hill in, in bad shape. I thought the game against Colorado on Tuesday night, I thought they played really well. It was a hard game, empty net goal, Colorado wins. The game last night against Seattle, they weren't competitive. They, they weren't competitive. Rick Dawkins said it. You watch the game. Seattle dictated the pace, the tempo, and the intensity of that game. And 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 Vancouver could never catch up with it. So, okay, so you, you, you park the one on Monday versus Minnesota. You go, okay, we played good enough. Saturday and last night against Winnipeg and Seattle – not good enough. And if you're going to play like that at this point in the year, you're going to keep getting what you get. Rick Tockett put the onus on him, said, oh, I didn't get the team prepared. That's that's a coach that has a lot to say, not happy with his players. But when you're not getting ready to play, it's not on the coach. It's on you. You need to be a self-starter. And bottom line is they didn't start last night, and it wasn't good enough. And if, if that's how you're going to play – the game starts at the drop of the puck, and if you're not ready to play and you need a coach to get you pushed in the right direction, you got big problems. Craig Button from uh, TSN joins us as uh, we're talking uh, all things uh, NHL. Craig, the uh, the New York Rangers, uh, one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League. You know they got a lot of the ingredients that make you think, okay, this is a legit cup contender. If you're the GM in New York and you got two weeks, what are you looking to add between now and the deadline? Well, a little help in my forward group, and it doesn't have to be at the bottom end of that group. You got three rookies. I mean, I mean, Rempe got called up, and uh, you have Johnny Brodzinski, and and then you have uh, Will Cooley. You know, if you could add a little bit more. Uh, experience, you, you know, some areas of the team that you could support. Not that those guys can't help you, but with the with the loss of Philip Hedel, I think that that's pretty significant. If they could get somebody that could be a reasonable facsimile of Philip Hedel and, and and play that kind of a role, I mean, he 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 was a really good player last year. It's unfortunate that he won't return this year. You know, Blake Wheeler, they lose, they lose that heaviness. You know, th- th- those would be the areas I'd be looking to try to uh, improve upon and try to add to my group. And maybe that's Adam Henrique. You, you know, I just, I mentioned in a name, right? You're trying to look at a little bit of weight, a little bit of size uh, within your group. That, that's where I'd be looking if I were the range. I'm not looking in the net. I'm not looking on the blue line. I don't need high-end uh, part of my forward group. That, that Those would be the specific areas I try to find some some help in. The... Uh... The Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, oh, no, sorry, the Florida Panthers, Craig, a lot of people have them as maybe the best team in the league right now. And I don't, I don't, I, you can say they're the best team this week. Next week, someone could say someone else. Like, I don't see a, a clear cut favorite in the NHL, but I see a lot of teams, Florida. I look at Carolina. I look at Boston. I look at the Rangers, uh, in the East. Uh, I look at, uh, Edmonton and Colorado and Dallas and Winnipeg and Vancouver, you know, Vegas. They're all good. Now they've all got some areas of, of concern, maybe, you know, and the, the Kachuk leaving the game last night, like you wondered, does he have another sternum problem, right? Cause that could be a little bit of a, an issue there, but like the Panthers seem to be maybe like the most well-rounded team. Like they, they haven't had a big dip all year. They overcame injuries. There wasn't a, you know, they overcame all those injuries start the year and they've 
just rolled. So are they maybe the team with the least amount of holes? Not the favorite, but just the team with the, the least amount of weaknesses. You know, in a horse race or, or in a car race, you know, whichever way you want, a horse or a car starts in the pole position. So, so how I would position it right now, I would say that Florida is in the pole position. And, and to your point, they're complete. I, I look at, I look at j- just to go to coach of the year. I think Paul Maurice has done a phenomenal job with the Florida Panthers this year. You mentioned the injuries early on, and they've been consistent, and they've been good. And if, if there was an Eastern coach of the year, to me, it's Paul Maurice. The Western coach of the year, you know, seemingly was Rick Tockett. Well, I'll tell you what, if the Edmonton Oilers get the first place, it's going to be Chris Knobloch because what he's done has been nothing short uh, of outstanding as well. But but the you're right. Like, there's so many teams that can legitimately look and go, okay, if we had a little bit of this or we find a little bit more consistency or we strengthen ourselves in this area, it's not like you're far off. Carolina isn't far off from Florida. They proved it in the game last night. Boston isn't far off. The Rangers aren't far off. We talk about the Pacific and the Central Divisions. There's six teams there. You know, Vegas right now concerns me. Be straightforward with you. They concern me. 24th, as you point out, in points uh, over that over that long stretch of time. Injuries, you know, you come through the playoffs last year, everything that goes with it. There might only be five teams now in the West. I thought there was six before. Sometimes we default to the defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, The Vegas Golden Knights are not showing me enough right now to be in the category with Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, Edmonton, or Vancouver. They just aren't. And, and they would be the sixth team. But that's five teams, four from the east. Put Vegas in there. That's ten teams. <laughs> and, and, and the margins aren't that far off for them. A little edge here, a little improvement there, a little more consistency. Th- there's no telling how far it can carry you. Yeah, no, it's it's very true, right? Like, like and Vegas is looking a little bit like a team, uh, you know, the, the 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 wear and tear potentially of a playoff run catches up to you. Maybe not right away, but maybe the the year later, or maybe they just got bad luck. I don't know. Like Mark Stone to me has some pretty bad luck, like a lacerated spleen. That's no joke, right? Like, uh, you know, I've talked to a few medical people. They say like that's like a three to six month injury, and it's not one that like some guys can play through. Uh, you know, the pain of a knee rehab, Craig. Doctors are like, you can't play through a lacerated spleen, right? It's too dangerous. So, um, you know, that, that's a huge blow for, like, they're struggling, and now their leading scorer is out. Jack Eichel, like, so you lose Mark Stone. You have Jack Eichel out. Uh, William Carrier, who was a really good member of their fourth line out. William Carlson has missed games. The blue line hasn't been fully healthy. Shea Theodore just returned. Aiden Hill have been out for a while. It, it could be just one of those years where you, you run up against the injury uh, bug and, and, and there's just no way to recover from it. And then you add in what you just said, long run to the Stanley Cup, and there's just not enough oxygen uh, to to really carry you forth through the marathon that's required to win the Stanley Cup. Craig, have yourself uh, a good weekend. Um, of all, you had Cutter Goche as number one on your uh, um, list earlier this week. If I had to ask you, because I know it's a projection, and it's your list and you're 50, 
of the guys that maybe you, you didn't rank higher, who is the one guy that's ranked out of your top 10 that you think has the best, and not number 11, but just somebody that for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Like kind of a wild card guy that says, you know what? Yeah, I know I ranked him here, but I actually think he could be better, but I'm a little worried about something. Like who's maybe that, that wild card guy? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if I get worried. You're always trying to watch and you're always trying to figure out, okay, uh, you know, what 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 one of these players, you know, can continue to get better. So, you know, when, when I look at it, like, like, I really like Dustin Wolf. I think he's been, but he struggled at the NHL level, like to this point in time. And, but I still think that he could be the guy. If I had to go to one place on this list and, and say, this player could end up being a big time player. It's Lane Hudson of the of the of the Boston University. He 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 just continues to show me okay. again and again and again that his size doesn't matter. I, I go to game I, I've watched Lane now probably 50, 60 times. And I, I watch the game now. I don't even notice that he's five foot ten. I just see this fantastic player and and if anybody wants to push me he probably could have been higher <laughs> Ooh, okay so that's your guy all right i like it i like it craig as always you know who else has been good a scar off has been really good for more oh the too. oh the goalie yeah okay yeah yeah he's been really good keep in mind this too you know he he, he basically didn't play for two years because they were messing around with him in the yes. khl yes with, with uh st petersburg and so he's really found his way doing a really nice job as well Awesome. All right, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Craig. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you too, Jason. There you go. That's uh, Craig Button from TSN. Quick break. We'll come back. Five questions and more on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We roll through Positive Friday on Sports 1440. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley. With you, it's time for five questions brought to you by The Brick. We're saving you more. Hey, that's what they like. Big screen TVs, couches, mattresses. Furniture, you name it all. And uh, they got uh, financing available in store. Check it out right now at the brick and the brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, we know the Oilers have back to back games Minnesota, Calgary tomorrow. When it's all said and done, what is their record coming out of the weekend? <sighs> Markstrom is on fire right now, man. Uh, but, yeah, they beat the Flames for fun, so uh, I'll say the orders go 2-0. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, like you said, Saturday night, Oilers-Flames, uh, that's a recipe for a McDavid point night. So Oilers 2-0 handily. Uh, question number two, if the Wilds find a way to win tonight, though, they are only two points out of that final wild card spot. Uh, do you think the Minnesota Wild find a way to get into the playoffs this season? Well, I'm very curious on what Bill Guerin's approach is going to be. I look at their roster. Like, I don't see, like, if they keep Flurry, I don't really see anyone else that teams are like, Zach Bogosian's hurt. So, uh, and, and need, no offense to Zach Bogosian, they could probably move him and, and still stay in the race. So, I think St. Like, Louis is the wild card for me. If they move some of their guys, then I think they're, they're wide open to get caught. Right? So, what's Seattle going to do? What's St. Louis going to do? I think that's the big question. I, I think LA is going to make it either way. And so, there's a race for eighth. And Minnesota, they could get in because the other teams might subtract more than Minnesota does from their current roster. Like, we know Calgary's going to subtract, so it's going to be hard for them. That's why I didn't mention them. So I think it's going to come down to those other ones. 
Yeah, I'm going to say no and just go with my original prediction from the start of the year. I had the crack in making the playoffs this season, so I'm going to mm. stick with it and say the Wild fade away. But 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, I mean, I, I hope they make it close. I'd love that drama down the stretch, Gregor, to see uh, who gets those final two spots or maybe that final one spot if the Kings can kind of pull away here. Question number three, the NFL salary cap jumping up $30 million this offseason. Who do you think would be the biggest winner with this happening? Well, I'm going to say the Chiefs. All right. I, I think uh, the Chiefs, A, they're the two-time defending champs. They've got their quarterback, who is he, he was even though they're talking about he's going to restructure him to give him some more room. Well, now they get an additional amount of room. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Why not? They're, it's going to allow them to sign some of their guys, and they can go out and get a receiver now if they want. So uh, I will go with the Chiefs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the position. I'm going to say wide receiver this year. Wide receiver, I think there's quite a few of them available and, and teams, uh, you know, them and the D linemen are probably going to get uh, the two positions. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if running back camps might say, hey, you know, there's 30 mil added. Maybe you guys yeah. give us a little bit more money. I don't think it'll happen. How about this name? How about Tua Tungavailoa? I think that gives the Miami Dolphins a little more space to work with. I don't think he's worth that $50, $52 million. Oh, God, no. But I'm sure his camp will argue they are. And yeah. Daniel Jones got that big money. So, Ugh, so I, terrible. <laughs> I think for so, the Dolphins. But you know what? You can't use the Oh, my guy's better than this guy. Okay, you're right. He is. But that's a he's he's an outlier. That's not the guy. Like to say you're better than Daniel Jones right away. You're telling me in negotiations you don't believe your clients that good because you're going to a Daniel Jones comparison. Yeah, and I, that's just a tough one. Like two is good. Is he good enough to win you playoff games? I don't think so. But I'm just I'm very curious about that contract negotiation and maybe just maybe the Dolphins will uh, bend a little bit. Uh, as of right now, who do you think is your favorite? To win the Scotties, uh, we've got some action tonight. Two teams will be eliminated. Oh man! Well, it's hard to go against Holman right now, but I'm going to stick with my original pick, Jennifer Jones. Yeah, I mean those are the two. <laughs> I think I'd be crazy to go elsewhere, but hey, let's go Alberta. Let's say they knock off Manitoba last oh, night. Oh, you could get a, get some revenge going forward here. I'll, I'll take Alberta to find a way. 
to get it. Selena Sermay, she's been great, right? Like yeah. she, she, she's been great. So um, she's in that, you know, she, isn't she taking on Jones right now in the, uh, isn't that who she faces first? I think in the, no. So they lost to Jones 8-4 earlier today. Oh, okay. So then she, now she's got to go down. Yeah, I to play Laws. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm liking my Jones pick. I didn't even know yeah. Jones won today. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think earlier today they had the coach of uh, the Sturme team. Ted Appelin? Yes. Yeah, on, he was on uh, this morning. With Kevin Carrier. So if you missed that, go check it out. Uh, final question for you today. Hypothetical Friday, of course. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing, and I'm going to say not gasoline, that's too easy, what would you want? And uh, Declan Kruger coming up with this question today. Ooh, one thing, unlimited supply. Um. Well, I, I don't want to think too um, negative here, so I'm not going to say water, but um, like I'm going to say unlimited supply. You know what I'm going to say, Cons? Hmm. I would like an unlimited supply of love and happiness in my life. That's a good one. That's what I'm taking. Because all the other stuff you can buy that doesn't last, but that stuff lasts. But you have unlimited, so whatever it would be, it would last. Yeah, but it doesn't give you happiness. Hmm. Man, I was going to say, like, steak or something. Oh, there you go. A nice little treat. I could just have unlimited supplies of it. I'd oh, be yeah. like Brandon Douglas with a cow farm or the ranch. Mm-hmm. He's got an unlimited supply of steak, apparently. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. You know what? That'll keep me happy. Might not be the best for my health long term, but it'd be nice to have a steak whenever I want it. Yeah, that's a good call. You should uh, you should go. You should talk to Brando and tell him that you want to get a you know. Can we go like a a half a side of a beef? Right, that's what you want. You got a freezer at your new place? Yeah. Oh, there you go, buddy. Yeah, that's a good investment. And I be, I'm sure he'd, he'd give me a deal, right? It's not how it works. He told me I, I might give I could... you a little bit of a deal, but I'll, I'll tell you right now. You buy a half side of beef, you're still paying way less than you're going to pay in the grocery store, and it's going to be much better. I did ask him for some, and he just looked at me and made the money sign. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Good businessman. You don't give it away for free. Well, no. (laughs) Why would you? Make any sense. Especially if it's, uh, now, what kind of, they got Angus out there? I need to know. What kind of beef am I getting? I don't know. I I could ask Brandon. I I don't know what kind he has. I'm a city boy. I I couldn't tell the difference either. <laughs> Touche. Lathered up in barbecue I, I, sauce, and I'm good. Appreciate your honesty, buddy. <laughs> appreciate your honesty, but it is a big difference for sure. Let's get to uh, the con man, a sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. Hey, guess what? It's not unlimited, but for today, you'll get it free at Booster Juice if your name is, because in the month of February, every day, there's two names. And if it's yours... You get a free drink that day. Today on Friday, February 23rd, Angela and Nicholas get down to Booster Juice right now. Get a free drink. And if it's not you, download the uh, Booster Juice Rewards app and find out if it's your name tomorrow. I'll give you a little hint. Naomi and Kareem on Saturday. Megan and Rob on Sunday from Booster Juice.